This is season three of The Score, the Team Roping Journal's regular podcast where the team roping world talks. We've told the stories of some of the greatest cowboys, horses, and moments in the sport, and we're so far from done. In 2020, we'll bring you more of what you've come to expect, like interviews with the best cowboys and cowgirls we know, and we'll dive even deeper into subjects you care about. Look for more audio editions of the Team Roping Journal stories you might have missed in print, and learn about the great horses shaping the sport and great challenges facing our industry. All this and more in 2020. I'm Chelsea Schaefer. Matt Sherwood was a businessman first and a professional team roper second, and that shows in his absolute no-nonsense management of the PRCA's team ropers. As the event rep for Pro Rodeo's team ropers, he's tasked with representing the NFR qualifiers, the contenders, the circuit guys, everybody. That's a job that's not for the faint of heart. Not to mention, he's a two-time world champ, eight-time NFR qualifier, and George Strait champ with $1.3 million in career earnings. Now, Sherwood is a straight shooter, and that makes conversations like this one golden. Enjoy. Full disclosure, Matt Sherwood and I sat down to record this interview at Denver's National Western Stock Show and Rodeo this January. An interview recorded before the coronavirus outbreak seems partly silly to air, really, because the reality we were discussing seems so very far away right now, with rodeos canceled left and right and so much in question. But there's still a lot in here, and we wanted to share it. So just take a listen and let us know what you think. Today's episode is brought to you by Manapro. At Manapro, they believe in nurturing life. Since 1985, Manapro has been committed to providing high-quality, wholesome feeds, supplements, and treats to your horses at every stage of their lives. Their passion is happy, healthy pets, and they're your trusted partners just for that. So one of the things that's really fun about podcasts, and especially this one, is like stories that me and Kendra and, have, and Julie Macon have told for years in print. It's like a whole new audience, or I might remember everything I've ever asked you, but people listening sure. might not remember your whole life story. So one of my favorite things about you is your really unique way that you came to rodeo in the last couple decades. Can you kind of backtrack how you're, the trajectory of your career? Because you st- when did you buy your card? I bought my first card probably 92. Mm-hmm. I was 20, 22 years old. and my, I lived in Florida, actually. I bought my permit when I lived in Florida. I got mm-hmm. married and lived in Florida. So I bought my card permit there first year and then bought my card the next year. Lived there for two years, went to school right after I got married. And what did you go to school for? didn't know what else to do at the time. <laughs> okay. I wanted to get an education at the mm-hmm. time. I wanted to get an education, um, was was trying to get into like physical therapy, occupational therapy was mm-hmm. the direction I was going. So then I went to, went to junior college for two years in Florida. I just got married and my wife and I were both from Arizona, so we wanted to get away, go somewhere. Yeah, I was going to say, you're not from Florida. No, but my mom, gra- my mom was born and raised in Florida, graduated from the okay. University of Florida, so my grandparents still lived there. And so I'd been there mm-hmm. every third year, you know, for a, for a week or two. And so I was like, let's, let's, Mm-hmm. So, found a little single white mobile home for a friend of mine, and mm-hmm. 
moved to Florida and went to, went to school for two years. Did you make the Southeast Circuit Finals then? I did. Mm -hmm. two, two, I bought my, bought my uh, permit and I guess you can go on a permit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I you went, can. I went to two Circuit Finals there. Wrote with a kid named TJ Smith the whole time. Nice. Now, what happened in between the early 90s buying your first permit and then your first finals? Um, well, <laughs> what happened in life, or what happened yeah, in both. changing? Well, so I was I, I went to school for two years, mm -hmm. did did fairly well. So came back here, went to Grand Canyon University for a year, because they had an occupational therapy program that I was going to get into. Okay, so then after, but you had to be a resident student to get into it because mm -hmm. I had met all the requirements. So I went to school there for a year, but I didn't have a bachelor's degree. So then when it came time to apply for the program, they gave first preference to degree-holding students. Mm -hmm. Well, so there was 30 spots available, and there was something like 349 mm -hmm. applicants for that one program. So I realized mm -hmm. I waited to hear to see if I got in, but I didn't. I, by then I had two kids, and so mm -hmm. quit school and went to work. And you went to work in... Did you that's when I went, that's when I, I, I was working part-time doing, uh, installing carbon and tile. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then I just went to doing that full-time. Did you have a business of your own, or did you work for somebody? I did later. Mm -hmm. I kind of had a business of my own, but I worked for, I worked for someone else for 10 years. And then really slowly, just, just, as we got busier and busier, the economy was doing great. And so I just started doing, doing side jobs on my own, mm -hmm. and still working full-time, and then, and then pretty soon I was getting more side jobs and not working, and so pretty soon I was just working for myself. And what what kind of horses did you have during that? Did you have any horses? Were yes, you I ha I had horses. Mm -hmm. I, I probably had my card almost every year. Mm -hmm. So the first year that I really felt like okay, I'm getting too old to rodeo. If I don't do it now, I'm going to do it. Was 2005, and so from from mid mid early 90s to then. I had my card probably every year. I don't remember, but I don't, I don't mm -hmm. remember never having it. I went to circuit rodeos. I made the Dodge circuit finals uh, several times uh, throughout that period of time. And a couple, a couple of years, you know, so hot in Arizona. A couple of years, I would, I would leave for the summer and go to uh, wilderness area, wilderness circuit, mm -hmm. and go to, go to circuit rodeos in the summertime. And but never. were you going to the straight, the big jackpots at all? Mm, probably uh, the straight roping mm -hmm. every year mm -hmm. and. None of the other ropes. The, the first time I ever went to Wild for Open was 2006, um, U.S. Finals, most every year, not every year, but none of the other, mm -hmm. you know, survey ropes in Arizona. I went to that some, but I wouldn't go to any of the big ropes in Texas. Just travel was travel like one. I, I, I told Trey I felt my brother, my brother rodeo, my older brother rodeoed, and he ended up maybe 17th in the mm -hmm. world sometime in, in that period of time I mean, mm -hmm. he wanted me to go to go head for him down the stretch and I didn't have enough confidence in my roping one but I hated being gone you know my kids my kids were little and my wife yeah. was home so I was like there's no way I'm gonna I'm gonna quit doing what I'm doing go out and did your kids get to a point that let you go rodeo or you just felt like you were too old, or you were gonna get too old. Like, what? What made you? I got to a point financially that I felt like mm -hmm. I got. Well, I, I got more confidence in my roping. Okay, mm -hmm. so a little bit that was definitely part of it. But I got to a point financially that I could I could go rodeo mm -hmm. for a couple of months, and I didn't feel like I was gonna lose my home. Can yeah. I ask you how much? Like, what is a point financially that a guy can go rodeo? That's with? a fair question. <laughs> um, 
I don't know if it's dollar wise, mm-hmm. like you need to have X amount of dollars in the bank, but you like I, I had my own home. Mm-hmm. I had uh, paid off own, or no? No, not paid no, off. No, but mm-hmm. but my my payments were manageable. Mm-hmm. I, I I had in that in that twelve or thirteen years, so I was running my own business by then. Mm-hmm. I had bought I uh, the first the first thing I ever did that was a good financial investment for myself. I bought five acres. Mm-hmm. I bought five acres. So it was in Queen Creek, kind of. It was so far out of Queen Creek, it didn't have power or water. Mm-hmm. Okay, but and it was ten thousand dollars an acre. Mm-hmm. But at the time, that's how things were headed. Okay, so mm-hmm. I, I bought I bought this power was power was headed that way. So by the time I, I bought a tiny little mobile home, okay, so so I and had a five hundred gallon water trailer mm-hmm. that the water depot was three miles down the road. So I, I bought a pressure tank. So I would, I would twice a week I would take my little water trailer, drive into town, mm-hmm. fill it up, twenty five cents a hundred gallons or something, mm-hmm. you know drive it back out, take the hose and hook it up, but I, but I wanted my own place. Okay, so so over through four or five years, you know, they finally run water out there, the property becomes more valuable, I sold that little place, I built a little house, I sold that house, went a little bit further out, and so through in that 12, year, 12 mm-hmm. years, I made some good real estate investments, small if you mm-hmm. will, but I got myself in a situation that I had uh, two and a half acres, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, but it was I didn't I didn't owe a ton on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I probably owed one hundred and fifty thousand on mm-hmm. a couple three hundred thousand dollar place, and so my payment wasn't high. So I knew that I'm making enough money through my business, and that if I if I don't if I don't place for two months, mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna be okay. You so know, you I, had enough guys so, underneath so you. So I had a few running. guys a few guys working for me, and and you know probably enough money in the bank that if if things went bad, um, ten thousand dollars out, and I'm not gonna. You know, my, my wife's going to be okay, yeah. my kids are going to be okay, and you know, I was, and, and that was a culmination of finally kind of getting to the point where I felt like there's a possibility I wrote good enough to make it, so I wanted to try, and financially I would do it, so, so between the confidence in my roping and the money side, it, the money side would have never went, if I would have never got to a point where I felt like, because it is, you know, it is, and, and the, that part is the hard part, but it's the stress of... You know, if you're 22 years old and you're, and you're it doesn't matter. You mm-hmm. know, worst case scenario, hopefully you move back home. But when you have a wife and seven kids and, and all of a sudden, so it wouldn't have been worth it. Mm-hmm. To, to try to rodeo with a weight, you know, if I, totally. if I don't have the money to do it, then. So, so funny story. So, so I rodeo in 2005 when we don't do great. I rope with four or five different guys and, and win a little bit, probably 20th in the world standings half the year. Okay, so. Um, Switch partners a couple times, didn't love the partners I had, different things anyway, so I kept doing okay at the tour rodeos. Mm-hmm. Okay, so at Colorado Springs, Walt, that's when Walt says, hey, what are you doing next year? And I was unhappy with where I was at, so, he, so he's like, so I was like, hey, if you want to rope next year, I would love to rope. Mm-hmm. So when he's like, give me a couple of days, so I, so I like, yeah, let's rope. Okay, so then I told my partner, hey, I'm done, I'm going home. But I had a bunch of tour points. So then I was like, crap, I still got to go to the tour rodeo. So it was a long yeah. shot. So I kept going. I went to Hermiston in place. I went to Pendleton in place. And so I made the tour finals. But it was the first year in Omaha. Was, as far as I know, it was the only year that Omaha was one. It was two perps. One full round and then top eight, top four. Mm-hmm. And so I, I drove all the way to Omaha. I with Mark Scobie. We got a leg on the first one. And we ended up ninth. But they take the top eight back. Mm-hmm. So then that was, mm-hmm. that was all of that was my NFR, NFR dreams. And yeah. so, but I had already talked to Walt about roping next year, so mm-hmm. went home, gone, kind of got back into running the business. Well, so at the same time is when the economy started to just go south. Mm-hmm. And so 
it was a, it was a perfect time for me to go rodeo because it, unless you were working for a track home builder, yeah, the custom homes were you know you could buy foreclosure homes half the price on what you could build a custom home for. So mm -hmm. everything everything pretty much dried up. So it, was, it worked perfect. We went to so we started. It was the first year, 2006, the first year that Team Roping was mandatory. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we leave. We go to Odessa. Uh, I think we went to Odessa, roped one, went to Fort Worth, roped them both, went to Denver, roped them both, went back to Odessa, roped the second round, and came home, and, and uh, missed it, uh, missed it Odessa, didn't do any good at the jackpot, caught them both in Fort Worth, didn't place, he missed one, I missed one at Denver, so now we, 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 we've went 5,000 miles, we're going back to Odessa, we were 4-8 at Odessa, we win like 5th or 6th in the second go-round, mm -hmm. and won $800. So like my first year, like, <laughs> I love rodeo. I drove all over. I was gone for ten days. Won eight hundred dollars, and 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 honestly, that close to. Mm -hmm. This is the dumbest thing in the world. This is the dumbest sport. Why would you drive all over the world on a whim, hoping to place against the best guys in the world? There's no way. Yeah. But it, uh, Walt was staying in Arizona. Hey, mm -hmm. I'm gonna come to Arizona. We're gonna practice. We'll, we'll all do better. We'll do better. And so then. We started roping again. We practice every day. Truly, you know, worked hard, tried to do better, and then so then the first of February comes around. We go to we go to Jackson, Mississippi. We win the first round, win the average at Jackson. We win placing around and win the average at San Antonio. We place at Tucson, maybe Yuma, Arizona. You know, mm -hmm. we, so by the end of February we got twenty some thousand dollars won. And we're in, <laughs> you know, it's just the opposite. So it was perfect. Experience yeah. of yeah. yeah. So then all of a sudden we're like, yeah, no, maybe, maybe we can do it. And yeah. so then kept going and, and uh, both of us went in, went into the NFR in the lead of the world standings, which is the hardest thing in the world. Yeah. By, by far harder to do that than win a world championship. I truly mm -hmm. believe it. Yeah, I can think of lots of guys that I thought were going to win world titles going into the NFR. And first in the world, I thought this was surely their year. And the finals just... It was tough, you know. Like quicksand, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And then another guy goes in there in 13th, barely ropes good enough mm -hmm. to make the NFR, but the right setup, the right horses, draws good, just nothing to lose kind of attitude, and, and super successful. And Totally. So. Now, something you said a little bit ago was that you, you had gained the confidence in your roping. What did you like about your roping better? Or what, what, where did you find the confidence in your roping? Okay, so the, the whole time, like... The whole time right then, mostly I healed. Mm -hmm. Almost the whole time from the early 90s to when I started rodeo and I mm -hmm. healed. Sometime in the mid to late 90s, uh, Rube Woolsey mm -hmm. had quit rodeo and he came home, needed a partner for Sir Rodeo, so I healed for Rube and I had the best little gig ever. You know, mm -hmm. he was, didn't want to leave. We would go to the 10 jackpots a year in Arizona. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in without, we, I bet we won three or four of the, you know, we, we, we roped really well together. You didn't have to be fast. All you had to do was catch, and we could catch. And so we did good in our circuit. We couldn't do good. We won Tucson one time, but, but mm -hmm. we, we, weren't, we didn't rope good enough when the best guys in the world were there. But we wrote plenty good enough to do good. Anyway, so as that's all happening, I evaluated it, and so many good healers so many good healers and there wasn't very many good headers mm -hmm. and so I felt like I'm gonna go to heading mm -hmm. so I started heading maybe in 2004 or somewhere around there and I would go uh, the the carpet sh the carpet mill mm -hmm. was on 75th Avenue okay I lived in Queen Creek 75th Avenue is way west of Buckeye it was an hour and a half from my house they opened at 5 o'clock so I would leave my house at 3 3:30 th in the morning 
so I could be there at five o'clock, get loaded up, and I could get back to Phoenix before traffic would just shut mm -hmm. shut the freeways down. So three or four days a week, if I had to pick up supplies, I'd leave at three thirty, get all my crap. Ninety percent of my jobs were east East Valley, if you will, so east side of Phoenix. Mm -hmm. So then I would be done by ten or eleven o'clock in the morning. My guys would be my guys would be delaying tile, carpet, whatever. So then I'd go home. Most of my kids were in school. There was a buddy of mine that broke in. We probably broke in. 500 steers every winter. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I would go home, get two or three horses, and I'd go rope from, from 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the morning till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So I roped every, you know, I say every single day, but three or four days a week. Great steers. You know, I had, they'd bring 16 or 17 steers. There was four of us over there. So we would just rope every single day mm -hmm. really good steers. And so, yeah. You're either, you're either an idiot or you're going to get better. You know? yeah. So finally it just mm -hmm. it felt easy. You know, it felt like I was roping better. So all of a sudden I'm heading a lot. I'm roping better. My horse, I, I told Rude, I'm going to go to heading. I'm going to go to heading. And he said, what are you going to head on? <laughs> but he didn't know my head on my heel horse. And no, neither did I, in fairness. Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew he felt good to break steps yeah. in. But... That, so was then, that was Nick. That was Nick. I ended up winning mm -hmm. head horse of the year once, and yeah. reserve head horse a couple times. And they, you know, mm -hmm. I, I think about the other day, I, and I'm sure a lot of guys have, but I'll, mm -hmm. I'll well over a million dollars that I won on that horse. And he, you just put him down this year, right? I put him down last year. Last year, yeah. okay. How old was he? 24. 24. Man. It broke my heart. Yeah. I, I, I know I'm not an animal lover. Mm -hmm. I know I hate dogs. I hate cats. Mm -hmm. I don't even love horses, but. That was tough. Mm -hmm. Cried. I didn't, you know, I didn't think it would be like that, but, and and it, I mean, part of life. Mm -hmm. Sure. I can see myself headed there, but mm -hmm. he was really healthy, and somehow through through like I would feed him all the time. I would just feed him as much as he would eat. Mm -hmm. So we rode him all day. My my daughter took him to the twenty fourth of July. Carried the flag on him. So and then so put him in a pan and fed him a, brand, a bale of just I have hay and so fed him a, a really rich and I, and somehow he hay foundered. And so then he was still really healthy, mm -hmm. but he couldn't walk. Yeah. So it was like I hate that. Nine horses. Hours. So I, yeah. for a day or two, you know, no way. So I just leave him by the trough. But finally, you just gotta realize mm -hmm. sad as it is. Yeah. Where? So was how he died more sad than the fact that he died then? I think so because yeah. I felt like he was still really healthy. Sure. Like people mm -hmm. would come over him and we would ride him. Hey, mm -hmm. head some on Nick. Mm -hmm. You know, he he had lost a step, no doubt about mm -hmm. it. But so so it wasn't. You know, if he would have got old and deteriorated and he looked poor. I mean, he looked mm -hmm. old, but he, but he, you turn him out and he'd run around and he wouldn't limp, you know? Yeah. And so then all of a sudden in one day, mm -hmm. he goes from like, he's gonna live for years to we're gonna put him down tomorrow. You know? Yeah, so that totally. Was, I felt bad about that. Yeah, absolutely. No, but you, so you healed on him for how long? And before I you healed on him for, I think, I think I started healing on him, he was 11 and I started riding when he was like four. Mm -hmm. So I, I rode him at the U.S. finals in, 99 so that made it did that make him help him score better as I truly as believe that yeah I truly, you mm -hmm. know healing is so relaxing mm -hmm. for, to me and a horse and so I healed on him I healed on him for three or four years before I ever even headed on him mm -hmm. so then uh, like I would go to the jackpots head heal on him in the open and then I would head which within was the 11 and a 9 even mm -hmm. sometimes so then I would head on him a little bit and he was green but he just got better and better and better but yeah I think he I mean it's so easy in the heel box and so the, when, when I was very first rodeo I, I take him to he scored like a champ I mean he scored mm -hmm. so good from from the very first year I ever uh, and I would I would practice on him and I would run 10 steers and never score a steer you know, mm -hmm. it wasn't like he was just that that personality mm -hmm.
We're going to take a break from this interview to talk about Cetal M, the joint health supplement. Champions, colleagues, and personal trainers, whatever role they play, they're an important part of our lives. And as much as we count on them, they count on us all the more. Cetal M Joint Supplements for Horses is a new approach to joint health. Powered by omega-5 fatty acids, which helps maintain healthy joints by reducing inflammation and promoting positive immune response. Cetal M uses an optimal blend of plant-derived cetal meristoliate, glucosamine, and MSM for superior results. Visit scorejointhealth.com for your $10 off coupon. For tough rides and long hauls, they're here to make your horses' lives the best they can be. Manapro, nurturing life. Remember, it's scorejointhealth.com for a $10 off coupon. Switching gears a little bit, what has changed in the last decade or two, or the last decade and a half since your first world title, your second world title, and now you've made the finals quite a few times since then. What has changed about team roping? Are you roping as good? Or, like, tell me about that transition. Has it just gotten tougher? Um, it's gotten tougher. Yeah. And, and, and it seemed like then it was tough. Mm -hmm. You know, it seemed like when I started rodeoing it was tough. But to me what's happened is every year there's more guys that rope at the, at the, at the top level. Mm -hmm. like when I, when I won a go-around arena in 94. I roped pretty good for a circuit, you know, for a circuit. As you say, well, you want a world title later, but the circuit guys it was a lot of circuit. You know, it got more teams. It was the the, 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 the competition level. Like Jake and Clay wrote good speed, you know, but but they they didn't rope that much better than the circuit guys in my mind at the time, you know. Uh -huh. So everyone had a chance, but now the top guys, top guys rope so good, and there's so many of them. You know, there's so there's 20 guys that just rope amazing. To where I think I think in in the early 90s, if you will. Yeah. There was a few guys that rope good, no doubt about it, but but they don't dominate when there's only six or seven guys that rope that much better than certain guys. You know, they spread out. Yeah. They they break the barrier. They still make mistakes. Well, now you go to you go to what I think is a good one head circuit rodeo, man. You you, you can name twenty two guys and they're gonna win six of the six of the holes. And totally. so now it's just so hard for circuit guys when there's a really good rodeo so it's made it the, the, the competition's tougher yeah and it's harder to me like i'm a team rodeo director so it's hard to, it's made it a lot harder to manage you know because because you want your circuits to grow you want your top guys to have a chance you want all of it but it's made it harder to manage because your top guys rope so good you know there's so much money in it that they they buy better horses they can justify spending that much money on a horse and so it's just it's just made the gap yeah, a little bit wider. I'm really glad that you brought up that you're the circuit director. So now, if that's opened the door, the the event director. So now that's opened the door for me to talk about that. Sure. <laughs> but you know, I think it's it's fascinating what you said about the circuit guys and the OPA guys or the you know the the elite level guys. Like my husband was like four one at Craig, and then Luke and Jake Long pulled in and were three nine, and it, you know like. It was a circuit win that the circuit guy needed, and it's Craig, Colorado. Nobody's there, and, sure. and but of course it's the best of the best. It's the PRCA. How do you, what is your philosophy, I guess, on balancing that sort of situation? Well, I don't know how long this, I don't know how long <laughs> this thing is, but what what I would like to see mm -hmm. here's here's truly what I feel, mm -hmm. and it's not that hard. Mm -hmm. If the board would get on board and figure, you know, mm -hmm. but to me the the best guys in the world, it's ridiculous that the best guys in the world drive. 10,000 miles a month, if you will, 
all over the place. I think the best guys in the world, so take the, t the best 12 guys in the world mm -hmm. and find, find a system to where they go to one rodeo every week and they, they compete Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay, so now, so now you have the best guys. You can, you can really build a system around the best guys. Okay, so then, so then the next best guys, so 13 through 25, they go to the next best rodeo of the week and and, yeah. and then and they stay there and so then your, your rest of your guys so now you take the top 24 guys or 25 guys out of the out of the mix you throw them a really good you know you're gonna have to help work with the rodeo committees but you set it up to where your best guys are competing at the best rodeos every 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 week and they're mm -hmm. not traveling they compete three or four nights in a row for three or four thousand bucks a night they eliminate tons of travel expenses you can you can increase the fees if you want to charge them fees charging thousand dollar fees the most guys pay way more than a thousand dollars per week in fees in the summertime anyway mm -hmm. okay so so now you take your your next your bottom your bottom how many ever and so now you let those guys go on rodeo at all the other rodeos where they're, they don't have to beat the best 24 guys in the world. They don't have to be 4-1 and mm -hmm. they don't even win the rodeo, you know? Mm -hmm. because, because what happens is uh, we're, losing, we're losing membership, we're losing rodeos. The, the, the circuit guys, man, they're just getting beat to death. The amateur rodeos, there's not that there's not people team roping mm -hmm. because the amateur rodeos are doing good, but guys just get tired of not having a chance. And I think the PRCA has made some terrible mistakes. Mm -hmm. The All-Americans, the All-American system that they did mm -hmm. was, a, was a terrible idea. Because now you tell the best guys, you have to go to go all these little circuit rodeos, rodeos and beat, yeah. up, beat up on, you know, mm -hmm. and, and like I said, in fairness, I can, I can lock myself in any group. I circuit rodeoed for 20 years before mm -hmm. I ever pro rodeoed, you know, so, so you have to go to 30 rodeos that you're not going to count. Mm -hmm. So the top guys, you know, but, but you want to go to, the, you want to go to Waco because it pays so much. It pays, and so now you have to, counts, right, yeah. you never mm -hmm. know. So now you have to drive this much more, yeah. beat up on the circuit guys more. Mm -hmm. So the circuit guys, the circuit guys go to rodeo in Iowa and they win the rodeo. Well, next year there's an all American deal. So all these guys have to get to this same rodeo. So the circuit guy shows up and he's like, I was 8-8 here in the calf open last year and won it. Mm -hmm. I was 8-8 this year. I didn't place. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take very many years of that. And you're like, screw this. I'm not going back you're, to this rodeo. Yeah, you're not wrong. You know, and mm -hmm. so I think that, that we've done some things. To me, we need to be, we need to be, the top guys rope great. They deserve to make a living rodeo. And they're mm -hmm. phenomenal athletes, okay? But we shouldn't be forcing them to drive all over the world, spend, you know, Trey told me today he's got 70,000 miles on his truck. He got it in November a year ago. So he's had it for 14 months. He's got 70,000 miles on it. You know, to me, we're doing some things that we shouldn't be driving back and forth. Last year, I drove from Casper to Napa, Idaho, back to Cheyenne, back to Napa, and Salinas. Salinas, you know, yeah. That was, was, the PRCA can set some, some, some things better mm -hmm. to where we're not wasting people's money, time. It's, it's endangering, you know. Mm -hmm. So that, to me, that's how... Because if, if we did a good job with that, mm -hmm. in two or three years now you have your top guys, hey, these guys are, these guys are making $200,000 a year before they get to the NFR. And you could do it really easy. Like, uh, we've talked about it a little bit mm -hmm. already, but the, my favorite rodeo of the year used to be Omaha, Nebraska. Mm -hmm. The tour finals, there was only 12 guys there. It was the best 12 guys in the world. But every time you made a good run, you, you got paid. Yeah. I mean, you have seen the NFR. If you make a good run, you get paid. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you put me in group A, and I'm competing against the best 12 guys in the world at the biggest rodeos, I'm so happy about that. Mm -hmm. If you put me in group B, I'm competing against the next best guys, and but but if the payoff's not as good, but the competition's not quite as mm -hmm. good. I'm happy about that. If you put me in group C, and now I don't have, I got to travel a little bit more, but I get to go to all these rodeos that are still pretty... 
So, so I think that's better for everyone. Uh -huh. I think that system suits everyone better. And take, you know, take seven guys out of Group A to the NFR. Take five guys out of Group B to the NFR. And take three guys out of Group C to the NFR. You know, you, you can reward uh -huh. everyone. It doesn't mean just these guys are seated into the NFR. They still need to try, you know. Uh -huh. So, but there's, they have some, seven out of 12 get to the NFR. They got a better than 50% chance of it, you know. Uh -huh. So I think that there's some, some things that we can do to still reward every group. And now we can grow the association instead of, instead of every, why, why is membership going down? Uh -huh. you know? What are the barriers to making that happen? Is, is the board just completely in opposition to it? Or the different factions, like the committees and the... Like, what are the dynamics? Well, your, your dynamics, you know, mm -hmm. there's so many parts of rodeo. There's the board, the PRCA. Uh -huh. So then you have all the rodeo committees. You have all the stock contractors. And so, you know, the committees want to do what's best for them. They're the ones. Okay, so uh, in my mind, it would take it would take the board getting with, uh, it would take a really good president mm -hmm. realizing the, the need for change, you know, real change, not just, hey, we're going to, but so then he would have to go to how many ever rodeo committees and say, hey, this mm -hmm. is what we're going to do. We're going to build a gold system, and these are the rodeos, outline them, outline them before, you know, these are going to be the, the, the 40, if you will, mm -hmm. best rodeos. If you want to, if, if you want to be a gold rodeo, this is what you have to do. You have to add X, you're going to get the best 12 guys in every event, no turnouts, you know, the, mm -hmm. the committees are... Because they, they bring they pay for all the stock and then the the riding event guys if their horse isn't very good they turn out I don't blame them so so it, so now it's it, the rodeo committee says hey I want to be the gold rodeo you have to have twenty five thousand per event or whatever the number is uh -huh. no problem we will get it uh -huh. so then you go to uh, the silver rodeos if you will or tour B and you say hey we need forty rodeos you have to add great. And then these other rodeos, uh -huh. you say, hey, we're, but, but you can promote that. You know, this, this, is, this guy's winning the, the bronze tour. This guy's on his way to the NFR. You know, you can promote, you can uh -huh. promote that if you do it right. But to me, you would be able to, you'd have one good rodeo every weekend with your best guys. Now you could start selling some TV stuff. Because the uh -huh. hard thing about TV, and I've said this before, I wouldn't watch professional football if I had no idea who was going to play quarterback for, for the team. Uh -huh. You know, we, we have rodeos on TV. We don't even know who's going to be in the rodeo. Uh -huh. if, if, this, if, if Trevor Brazil, if you will, if he doesn't make the short round, he's not even there, you know. But now we have a rodeo every single week, show the Saturday night perf once a week. These same guys are on the rodeo every single week. Well, i tell you what else I would do, I would do better. Uh -huh. here's, here's the next step. I would put them on a team. I would put each guy on a team, and I would get a huge team sponsor. Uh -huh. To where now you didn't win, you didn't win the calf roping. Uh -huh. If your team didn't have the most points at the end of the night, because now because everyone understands a team concept. Yeah. Okay. All the, there's fans out there. A friend of mine from uh, I live in Pima. A friend of mine said the first year I made the finals, he went to the finals. He said best professional sporting event I've ever been to. He goes, I've been to the Super Bowl, I've been to NASCAR, he goes, I've been everywhere, I've never been to a rodeo. He goes, that was the most enjoyable. We have a great product, mm -hmm. but the way we sell it, it's, it's so hard for people to understand. Mm -hmm. So I would put the best 12 guys, I would go get 12 title sponsors, cost you a million dollars to be a title sponsor. But now you have 12 guys on your team. Do a draft. Why didn't that work the last time? Because we did the team. There's a reason it didn't. Yeah, in my did? opinion, it mm -hmm. didn't. Yeah, because the top guys went to the bottom rodeos, and the bottom guys were pissed. Mm -hmm. Hey, you, you want to go to your rodeos? Go, but don't come to freaking Buckeye, Arizona and take my money. Yeah. You want to go to the top rodeos? Go. Mm -hmm. But you can't you can't let the top guys go go to all the little circuit rodeos mm -hmm. and win both. That was before my time. But mm -hmm. that's what, that's, and I've looked at it and tried sure. to do it. And there's so much more money, you know, there's so many mm -hmm. things that are different now. But that's, you know, and maybe, maybe we do it for a year and we have to tweak it. Mm -hmm. Obviously things are going to have to be, but, but now if you go to, if you go to Wrangler or you mm -hmm. go to whoever and say, hey, for a million dollars, you own a team, these guys are going to 40 of the, you know, mm -hmm. but part of, part of the problem was, I think, because when we had the Winston tour, 
Well, the Winston tour, and then what was it called just recently, like a couple years ago? The I don't know why I can't remember that, but we remember we the had Champions like Challenge? Champions Challenge. Okay, yeah, so, that's so those I thought those worked pretty good, mm-hmm. but but and I I went to some of those rodeos, but I wasn't involved in the production sure. side of it. But I don't know I don't know where the outside money came from. But if you do this, if you sell if you sell a team sponsorship, then you know hopefully maybe maybe money's too high, maybe it's too mm-hmm. low. I don't know, but. But there's a lot of money in the world mm-hmm. right now. You know, for a million dollars is not that much. Say, so, hey, you're going to own a team. So now when I wrote, my, I don't have, I don't have all these sponsors on. I, my, my back of my thing says Cinch. Mm-hmm. I'm on a Cinch team. Okay, so they put up a million bucks, and so now if, if you, if you will, then these guys now they get a hundred and twelve thousand bucks mm-hmm. apiece for being on the team. And every time I compete, I compete for Cinch, and Cinch wins the wins the rodeo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Sherwood doesn't win the team open. If, if I don't place in the team open and my bareback rider doesn't place, you know, tr- create a point system to where mm-hmm. to where at the end of the deal, the top seven teams mm-hmm. advance to the NFR. Because if you, to me, you have to get outside money involved if you want to do good. The committees only can only raise so much money. The guys can, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you get some outside money besides individual sponsorships, mm-hmm. if you get some outside money into the rodeo, and you can do the same thing with the B, for the B League. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're, it costs yeah. you a half a million dollars to be a, a team sponsor. And set it up in a way that, that the fan base can understand, and we can market it because we have the same group of guys on TV once mm-hmm. once a week. I know who's going to be on TV. I'm behind the I'm behind the, the Budweiser team. You know, mm-hmm. I love those guys, and I can follow it. But if you just keep spreading it out like this, and granted, rodeo's better than it's ever been. So, mm-hmm. so I, I don't want to sound like sure, but no, but no. there's so you know professional yeah. athletes make four million dollars a year, and, and these and these guys, if you will, myself, if you end up 16th in the world, the 16th best cap rope in the world has seventy five thousand dollars one. And and he spent eighty five mm-hmm. to, to you know so I just think there's so much more there's so much you know there's so much money in 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 the world right now that I think that we're not we have the best guys in the world we have you go to a rodeo and you feel patriotic you know mm-hmm. we we have the best guys in any professional sport you know I think you could build a fan base behind it mm-hmm. and, you know anyway no in my I, opinion yeah no I wanted your opinion that's what I asked for surprised they don't call me and give me the <laughs> oh man how you wanted to be an event rep again you were the team repping event director I was a team repping director mm-hmm. I was going to I was going to keep doing it mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of things that not to love about it but I mm-hmm. like being involved you know I yeah. feel like I can do what I, whatever I can mm-hmm. to, to make change or, or to not change if I, you know a lot of the changes that are happening right now with the uh, some of them I, I disagreed with them. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, so then I got outvoted, so I wasn't going to do it, and was fine not ever doing it again. And then I had several people ask me, <coughs> "Hey, will you will you please run for team rope director again?" Mm-hmm. So, so, so here I am doing it again. <laughs> at least one more year. Yeah, at least one more year. You you brought up money a little bit ago, and we're talking about what it costs to rodeo. Do do you like to spend a lot on a horse? I don't know if anybody likes to spend a lot on a horse. Are you in the camp that'll spend a hundred thousand know on a horse? I've or? never done it, and that's been that's been one of the downfalls of my career. Mm-hmm. I can look back and honestly admit, and it started because I had one really good horse, yeah. and I rode him everywhere, and so, so in my mind, like, why am I going to spend thirty thousand dollars, which you know, still is a ton of money, but even mm-hmm. then, it was why am I going to spend a ton of money on a horse? that I hope I never ride mm-hmm. because I'm going to ride my good horse mm-hmm. everywhere. And so then all of a sudden, all of a sudden my good horse got older. I could still ride him some, but not. So then I didn't have a very good backup. And so it put me in a bad situation. And, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, 
circle. If you're winning a ton, going to NFR every year, you have the money, you buy, you know, mm -hmm. but then you don't make the finals for a couple of years, you're broke as crap, but you need to spend $50,000 on a horse and, and a new trailer, you know, all of a sudden you're 200,000 bucks in. So yeah. that's been, that's been one of my hard, you know, so a good horse, let's say 50,000 for, for a really mm -hmm. good horse. And so you need a new trailer. If you buy a good used trailer, which I think is the best way to go because mm -hmm. a, so you, a good used trailer is forty or fifty thousand dollars, and a truck payment is nine hundred dollars a month. And so all of a sudden, you know, mm -hmm. it's like you're one hundred fifty thousand. This is what you're doing to make a living. You know, you got to yeah. spend one hundred fifty thousand just to start the year. And mm -hmm. so yeah, you're, you you just get yourself. And I'm a fan of it because I see the importance of a good horse. I mean, I see mm -hmm. the importance of. I tell my wife, you know, you know, can you imagine riding a bicycle race and you got the only pedal bike out there and everyone else riding a ten speed? Yeah. You know, but that's really what what I've tried to do and a lot of guys mm -hmm. try to do throughout the years. You're you're trying to you can't draw good enough often enough mm -hmm. to win on a, on a mm -hmm. crappy horse. Is Murphy about done? What's your horse plan? I'm in the same boat horse, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So yeah, she's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. She's older. She's got a big knee. Mm -hmm. So I have I have a mediocre backup that I mm -hmm. almost rode today just because. But mm -hmm. I, did you ride her today? I yeah, I rode her. My steer wasn't very good, but yeah. we caught. So I heard you get knocked one six down. Six four. Yeah, yeah. I, we we almost made a good run, got mm -hmm. on him fast, and then he followed me all the way around in a circle. And yeah, but the format here is, and I'm against this. I don't. Yeah, like was, this that was going to be I don't like this format. The, the tournament style deal. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and we're in Denver, and I don't want to say anything bad about Denver. They stepped their added money up. They're doing mm -hmm. great. But so here's what happened. Guys, there's 20 performances. So there's 16 performances before the finals. So guys come up and rope last week, Saturday. So it's a week before the semifinals. Mm -hmm. And they go 12 on 2, for example. Mm -hmm. The top 24 guys out of... On 2? How many, how many make know. it? 16? So 80 mm -hmm. guys. So the top 24 advance. So if you go 12 on 2, you drive back to Oklahoma or Texas or wherever you're from, you don't even know if you're going to... You haven't won mm -hmm. any money. So you don't even know if you're going to advance. So so Friday night you find out, hey, you made this, you made the semifinals. Yeah. You're in Oklahoma City. Mm -hmm. So now so now it's a random draw. You don't even know when you're going to be up till right then, and then they call you and say, hey, you got the first perf. You have to be here in the morning at 11 o'clock. It's 13. You know, yeah. just just too many things about it. Are, to me, the, I understand the committee's trying to sell tickets. I understand mm -hmm. that, but they have to also look at the Cowboys and say, hey. What are we doing to these guys? Mm -hmm. You know, what are we doing to these? If we make them drive all night and often enough, someone's going to wreck and die. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just so there's enough things about it like that that I think we have to figure something out to mm -hmm. where we can work with the committees and sell tickets, mm -hmm. but we don't have to put our guys in a situation that we yeah. have to drive back and forth to Denver, Colorado from. Totally. You know, the top guys don't love it because they have to go back and forth. But the circuit guys, now you're telling me you have to rope, drive home. Mm -hmm. to, just. Now a long time ago, I did a story, and I think you were the event director way back then, and it was about where the committees get the idea of tournament-style rodeos, and, and, and one of the things was that I remember from that story was that it was based on a study done, you know, the reason, the rationale for a lot of this is it was based on a study done at Rodeo Houston, um, and most of that survey was their, their own committee volunteers that they ended up surveying. Has that been updated to your knowledge? I, I don't know the answer because to that, but, but I think you're right. Mm -hmm. like San Antonio San Antonio and Houston, they had $200,000 in event. Mm -hmm. Okay, so every night, 
they have a winner. Mm -hmm. But when we go to San Antonio and Houston, it pays $3,000 a night, and we get a rope three nights in a row. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we have an opportunity to win. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, if you place once, win once, and don't place once, you win three, three thirty-five bucks. Mm -hmm. You know, that's still a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Still a lot of money. A lot of people work all month and make $3,500. Okay, but you, you go to rodeo, and I'm gonna pick on Colorado Springs. You go to Colorado Springs, it costs you almost as much to drive to Colorado Springs. So you get a rope once, not three times. Mm -hmm. It only pays $1,200 to win first. And then if you win third, it pays 800, but you don't even advance. Mm -hmm. So, so I love tournament style rodeos, mm -hmm. but they have to have the, the committees have to have enough money to justify the guys. You know, this mm -hmm. rodeo has 20 performances. They, if you're going to do a tournament style rodeo, then we need to cut the guys back, have enough money to justify yeah. coming up here. You know, so I, I think that there's nothing. But the spectators love to know who won today. Mm -hmm. So that's that's their that's mm -hmm. their theory is it's so hard to sell tickets when you said this guy's winning fourth. We'll know next week yeah. how he does. You mm -hmm. know, so a little bit of that I understand where the committee's at. Mm -hmm. They want to they want to have a champion today. They want to have a champion every single mm -hmm. day because it's hard to promote someone that might win ten days from now. Mm -hmm. So gotcha. Now your partner this year is Trey. Trey H. You guys are hooked for how long? Seeing how the winner goes. Planning to make the, I mean, obviously the goal is a world title at the end of the year, but tell me the plan for the year. Mm -hmm. Is there a plan for the year other than Absolutely, that? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I gotta find a, I gotta find a head horse. Mm -hmm. Or in fairness, I have to tell Trey, hey, look, you gotta find a better partner. Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, like I said, my, my horse is super good at most rodeos. She's getting old. I gotta find a better head horse. But yeah, our goal is rope good together, be mm -hmm. successful. The, the, the last two partners I've had, I thought this would be my last partner. I'm 50 years old and rope this guy until I'm done. Mm -hmm. And then someone else comes along, but I think rope's amazing, you know. And so hopefully, mm -hmm. hopefully I get a chance. I, I really enjoy rope and trade. Hopefully I get a chance to rope and trade for two or three more years, and then I can, whenever I feel like I'm ready to be done, I can, I can be done. But surely trade might know where some good head horses are. I know, but <laughs> man, trade has great horses. <laughs> yeah. I need, to, I need to. I gotta find a good horse. <laughs> well, I know what you're saying. But yeah, no, the, and there's a price tag that comes with it the is, ones that Trey knows. Yeah, it for is. sure. So. Yeah. What? Um. So, what is on your good horse? What is on your wish list? Horse shopping. What will be? It? What so, will feel like? So, what I look like? What yeah. I look for? Mm -hmm. I've tried so many horses. Mm -hmm. Okay. So most horses don't score good enough. Ninety-five percent of the horses you get on don't score good enough. I got you know, and the average person doesn't understand how important it is. Mm -hmm. So if I can talk about myself for one second. Do it. Last year I rode with Hunter Cook. I rode my good horse at 100 steers, mm -hmm. roughly. I had a backup horse I rode for maybe 15, so maybe 100, 120 steers. I broke the barrier one time out of 100 and some steers because my horse scores good. Mm -hmm. So so most people don't, you know, they think, they think, well, you rope good, you can get on my horse and you're going to do good. Most reason I rope good is because I've been blessed to have good horses. And so do you have to have a horse that scores good? I mean, this... And they have to have enough run. Okay, so everything else, everything else can can be improved on. You know, if this horse is a little bit green, but mm -hmm. if they don't score amazing and they don't have enough run, they don't have enough ability to, to quick put it enough to make things happen. So many rodeos, you know, when I, when I was when I started even 2006, so many rodeos had a short go. A lot of the rodeos had a short go. Okay, so now more a lot of rodeos that used to be two and a short, now they're one head. 
you know, so many rodeos, four, 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 five, four, seven wins last hole. Mm -hmm. You know, where it used to be three sixes. Yeah. So, man, you gotta have a horse that just scores, runs, ducks, faces. Sure, all the above. Yeah. Is it making? Is the World Series so? You know, a lot of times you guys will like go out into the backwoods and find a jackpotter, a number five that has an amazing horse. Has the World Series start made that harder for you guys to find a horse? That... I believe so, yes. Yeah. It, it, and, and there's still great quality horses out there, mm -hmm. but if you just go with the gates, go with the gates, go with the gates for a thousand runs in a row, then, hey, you, you can try my horse. It's hard just to get on them. And there's great horses that will. Yeah. You know, they, they, mm -hmm. they, they respond to the pressure. And you're going to pull on them a little bit. They're going to wait until you go. But it's made it. I, I truly believe it's made it mm -hmm. where head horses are. It's made it easier to have horses that you can get by that aren't amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, when it, when you had to score, every horse had to score. Well, now a horse, his horse is pretty good, but he doesn't score. Well, who cares? <laughs> Just go with the gates every mm -hmm. time anyway. So, yeah, it's made it it's made it harder. Gotcha. One thing I wanted you to tell me about, you switched ropes at the finals this year. Did you? I did. You used the future? I did. What do you like about it? Man, it's the best rope. I love, I've been with Cactus. I mm -hmm. want to say, I've, I've thought about this, I want to say longer than anyone. So I love Cactus. <laughs> but it's the, it's the best rope that they have that you take the twisties off, you pull on it one time, and it's ready to go. Mm -hmm. Every one of them feel the same. They're, they're, so for me, that was a lot of times, like I use a mini mag forever, mm -hmm. okay? Too cold, it would get soft. Too hot, it wouldn't, you know, so so you got you have to feel like you got four or five different ropes and like, well, if it's mm -hmm. hot, I'll use this one if it's cold. But it's the best rope that I feel I take the twisties off. It's 40 degrees outside, no no big deal. If it's 80 degrees, so it just, it feels the same, good weight, good body. It doesn't gonna spring back open. It just feels really good to me. Had and the heel ropes feel amazing too. Yeah. yeah. Had you been testing those ropes all year so going into the finals you at least knew what you had or I didn't even know about them. I, I, uh, Riley had one and maybe Stephen Doobie had one that uh -huh. I saw but but I didn't really so they they've been testing them for a while but I never I never uh, tested them maybe even till maybe till after the year was over it was the mm -hmm. first time he finally sent me some October probably and but first one I used I had to call him and told him I said this is the best rope you got that's awesome yeah very cool well, Matt, I told you I would take you for 30 minutes. It is 42 minutes in, so yeah. I will let you go have dinner with Trey okay, thank before you. the second perp here. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks again to our sponsors at ManaPro. ManaPro is a recognized leader in the care and nurturing of pets with roots back to 1842 and long-established brands in companion pet, equine, backyard chicken, and small animal categories. ManaPro's product is Cetal M, and you can check that out at scorejointhealth.com.